Blessed John Henry Cardinal Newman, perhaps soon to be St. John Henry Newman, was probably the most important and influential English-speaking theologian in history. He famously said, In a higher world it is otherwise, but here below to live is to change, and to be perfect is to have changed often. What Cardinal Newman means is that in the heavenly realm, things are already perfect. The three divine persons of the Most Holy Trinity, as we learned last Sunday, hopefully, exist in a perfect, unbreakable harmony of self-giving love. Even the created beings in heaven, the angels and the saints, exist in a perfect, unchangeable glory. Yet in this life, we inhabit an earthly realm of matter, time, and space which means that we are formed of matter, journeying through successive moments of time and able to move within space. This does not merely create the possibility of change in us, it actually compels it. We can't help but change as we move through space and time. Even things that we want to maintain as constant can only remain so by our active efforts to guard them from change, which itself is a kind of change. As the famous Italian writer Giuseppe Lampedusa wrote in his novel The Leopard, if we want things to stay as they are, then things will have to change. That possibility of change as we move through space and time is both the hope and the bane of human existence. Because we can change ourselves so as to be made more perfect and thus ready for the final perfection of heaven. Or we can allow ourselves to be corrupted and then enter into the permanent corruption of hell. Before we reflect upon the tremendous gift that we receive in the Eucharist, as we should at every Mass, we first have to reflect upon the Incarnation itself. The Son of God, the second person of the Most Holy Trinity, joined his divine nature to our created humanity and the person of Jesus Christ. It was because the second person of the Trinity took on our bodily human nature, that he could suffer and die on the cross. God by himself could not be nailed to the cross. He could not suffer, and of course God cannot die. Only by joining himself to the limited material, temporal, and spatial reality of mankind could God sacrifice sacrifice himself for the sake of our redemption. As a man, Jesus could will that his body be on that cross to the exclusion of being anywhere else or doing anything else at that same time. His body was suffering on the cross and no place else. Suffering by its nature is an exclusive commitment. This elucidates for us the meaning, the true meaning of Christ's words. Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. Christ's giving up of himself on the cross is meaningful precisely because it was his choice to be there and to suffer that death to the exclusion of anything else. It was a consequent choice rooted in our finite bodily nature. To give means to choose to spend our finitude in the service of another. Indeed, this is the principle of love itself. To love someone is to say to them, this is my body given for you. In other words, to say to someone, of all the things that I could be doing right now, I am doing this for you. Or of all the things that I could be in this life, I am being this for you. We speak the language of love with our bodies. 
When a husband and wife commit themselves to one another in marriage, they are saying essentially, this is my body given for you. If we believed in divorce or bigamy or adultery, the marriage commitment would be meaningless. It wouldn't be saying, this is my body given for you. Instead, it would be saying, this is my body divided between you and another person and another person. Yesterday in our diocese, Bishop Burbage ordained five men studying for the priesthood to the transitional diaconate. Among them, Nicholas Blank, who many of you will remember, was with us in the summer of 2016. Now, some people might not realize this, but it's when a man is ordained a transitional deacon that he actually makes his promise of celibacy. Even if for some reason that transitional deacon were not eventually ordained as a priest, he would still be committed to the celibate state permanently. In making that commitment, these five men were in effect saying to the church, to all of the people of God, this is my body given for you. That commitment is only meaningful because a man has one life to give, one choice to either marry or not to marry. If he could continue to do both, it wouldn't be an act of love. Our Lord said to us, take up your cross and follow me, because every act of human love is based upon this principle of the sacrifice of our bodies, whether that's in a bloody or an unbloody manner. When we receive the Eucharist, we are receiving the fruits of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. Just as Christ allowed his body to be on that cross and die, he wills himself to be present for us in the bread that we receive in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. He is present to us then in the most meaningful of ways, in his body, because this is truly the mode of human love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.